Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Jeremiah and I are certified financial planners and we come alongside our clients as fiduciaries. Jeremiah is also an attorney, and when needed, he helps our clients with estate planning, business succession, and other similar items. If you'd like to know more about us or our firm, just give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011, or just simply visit our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, each week, we divide our discussion into three sections. The first one is Retirement Update. The second is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, this week for retirement update, we're going to talk about new rules for retirement. Um, Jeremiah, there's been studies done, and I think the financial planning industry is kind of locked into a 4% payout rule. So why don't you explain to the listening audience what that really refers to? Yeah, it's one of these rules of thumb. You know, in this right. industry, I joke with people that in, in personal finance, when you Google something, it's not that you can't find the answers, that you get a tidal wave of information. Right. And one of the things that, that people often want to have are these, is this rule of thumb. What can I generally do? What, what, how much money do I generally need? And, and with that, it, it's never quite accurate, <laughs> but, it, but it's, it's close at times. So what people have kind of locked into is this idea that when you retire, you can take out 4% of your portfolio and use it. And then that portfolio will last for the rest of your life. So a lot of, a lot of times when we're sitting down and doing planning and we come up with the final numbers, um, obviously the amount of income that comes out of a portfolio is critical to a client. And so the question is, it's always easier to kind of give them a percentage. And we've used 4%, I would say, like you say, a rule of thumb, yeah. kind of give us that situation. This study that came out from Morningstar really went after that and said 4% could be too aggressive based, right. upon, based upon old formulation. But then when you go back and do some, you dig in the research, it's on a 50-50 scenario. So at age 65, you're putting 55, 50% of your portfolio in bonds and the other 50% in stocks, the analysis by Morningstar is that 4% probably was too strong, too yeah, aggressive. Yeah, it might hold up. Yeah, there's a lot, uh, you know, for listening audience, there's a lot of assumptions going right. into this 4%. And the 4%, the reason they, they come up with that is saying, you know, the portfolio is going to grow, it's invested, so they're expecting a certain amount of return. And then also inflation is going to exist. So they expect your dollars to be a little less powerful as time goes forward. So as you balance the growth of the portfolio against the deterioration due to inflation, they're saying you can take out 4% consistently. And by the time you get to the end of, say, your 30-year retirement, you'll have used up 
not just the growth, but the, that whole account. You've used up the account in 30 years is, is what they're they're shooting for. And the one of the assumptions is one that you need 30 years. You need you 30 know, years. Yeah, right. Some some people are where many people are retiring later in life, and right. so that the idea that they need 30 years is not always accurate. But it's it's a good rule of thumb. It's a good general time. But the, the 50 50 that that's in my mind the most important aspect here. Yeah, so, I mean, again, if you look at today's valuations and in both stocks and bonds. We have no parallel. We have no comparison to this going back all the way to 1926. So the moment we're living in right now is different from an economic standpoint. It's different. And for many years, you know, what they call modern portfolio theory of how you build a portfolio has had bonds and equities or stocks being the two major components of it. And the idea being that they're somewhat inversely correlated, meaning that as stocks go down, bonds would come up and they would, they would help protect you. Right. Well, in recent times, they've moved together as mm -hmm. bonds, as, as stocks and equities have gone down, bonds followed them. Yeah. And we found that out last year when COVID was first announced and all of a sudden the market uh, contracted very quickly. Yeah. Uh, we saw that bonds fell right along with stocks. And so there was really no, so to speak, protection. So in, in that moment. In that you know? moment. That's right. And so the, the idea that you would have a 50-50 stocks and bonds portfolio is in my in my mind is no longer an assumption. It's no longer a standard. That's what you're going to have in retirement. Um, think things have shifted. There's a number of advisors who are shifting away from bonds, even at all. Right. You know, they're having other other aspects of the portfolio. So some of the questions say, well, if four percent, you know, isn't the right number. If that's too aggressive, the, the one that Morningstar has come out with saying three point three percent is is a better idea. Meaning that if you had a portfolio of a million dollars, you could start taking out thirty three thousand a year when you retire. And that would kind of be your your marching forward three percent. And they're assuming a, a four percent inflationary rate. So what they're doing is they're coming back and say the first year is thirty three thousand, and then they add on top of that. So the second year is thirty three thousand three twenty, and then year three it is thirty five thousand nine sixty. So they're adding on top of that and maintaining that million dollar base as far as your investment capital. Yeah. Um, that's where I come back, and I and I and I you know you and I've talked about it, and our office has talked about. It planning by the numbers. It is not a static uh, calculation, it is a dynamic calculation. And every moment or every year is slightly different than the one that led up to this. And the numbers, I mean, again, bonds, we've made the comment that bonds are, to some degree, are the riskiest assets in the portfolio right now. Yeah, because they're, they're just not acting the way that they, they should have. Right. But to your comment, Randy, the, the, the planning by the numbers, the looking at each individual person, I, I think is so valuable because you know, someone may go in with with no health concerns and they say this money is going to be fine i'm going to be great i don't need to take out four percent but the rule of thumb says i can so i'm going to do it anyway right so here we go and then, then later in their life they have health issues and their costs become more expensive so for them you know not making maybe taking one percent maybe taking nothing from their retirement retirement when they didn't need it may have been a better solution knowing they might have greater costs in the future on, on the flip side there's a, there's a big difference if the first three years of your retirement this market has really strong returns, right. or if the first three years of your retirement, the market has really weak or negative returns, mm -hmm. uh, that will make a massive difference on your retirement. So just to say, here's the rule of thumb, here's what I'm going to do, set it and forget it, is it, not how we you know, yeah. interact with our clients. It's not how I think anyone should be interacting with our clients. And, and now, again, if you have a retirement account, uh, the law starts to come in here also, because right. at age 72, you have to take out required minimum distributions. And the amount of money that you have to take out is actually less than 4%. It's, I don't know, it's roughly about three and a half percent is what you're having you take out. 
they want the government wants that money to last. They don't want you to just suspend it. And then you become more dependent upon government programs to survive. So again, it's it comes down to planning by the numbers, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah you really have to make a specific plan for your life because you know, a lot of people have either pensions or annuities. Um, a number of folks will do part-time work, not right. necessarily because they financially have to, but because they enjoy it. You know, they, right. they've spent a whole year or a whole lifetime developing skill sets. And now, especially in the modern era of being able to work remotely or work part-time, you know, there's a number of clients we have that that they desire to keep working. Um, and that's a big part of it. And there's other things, there's life insurance that we'll add in, there's reverse right. mortgages. There's a number of financial tools to make a plan work. Yeah. And this is just one aspect of the portfolio. So what's important is that you have a plan. I mean, that, that is at the crux of our conversation is that you are unique. You are, nothing is standardized. We're not, we're not saying take, take a pill and, and call me in the morning. This is very unique to you. You need to have a plan, a strategy. And if you'd like to sit down with either myself or Jeremiah, you know, I would ask you to give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Let's build a plan together. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. And we're going to bring up the old subject matter that we've talked about again and again over the last several months, and that is inflation. Mm-hmm. And again, the data shows that inflation, and I'm going to use this word, I'm going to get calls on this, but it's transitory. It's not embedded. And there's a lot of evidence to show that it's transitory. Now, if, you're, if you've worked in the service industry and you're at the lower end of the, the spectrum as far as income, you saw a, a huge jump in your salary uh, when, when the market opened back up again. But for the vast majority of people, their raise in, in salary has been relatively muted, I guess. Yeah, what we're looking at today is, is wages, you know, inflation as it relates to wages. And right. there's, there's a common idea that as wages go up, it will drive inflation up. And that um, the connection there is somewhat weak, actually. It's, it's much more weak than people, I think, assume it is. Um, but the, the key thing that we are looking at, you know, kind of talking through is that um, the way the average wage increase, you know, year over year was has been about three percent. Um, not that everybody gets that, but just you know, I aggregate you know, wages are going about about three percent pre-pandemic, and then most recently they went up five point one percent, which that's got everyone looking and saying, "Hey, right. wages are going up. This is what it is." But the the part that is is tricky in that is is that it's not necessary that everyone's wages went up. Like I, I imagine most of our listeners didn't have their uh, get a five percent bonus this year or a five percent wage increase. Right. But what's happened? to skew that number a little bit is that some of the lower paying jobs 
um, you know, restaurant jobs, hotel jobs, things like that have just disappeared. And as people are moving to productivity and moving in restaurants, especially to using you know, an iPad on your table versus mm-hmm. a server, you're, you're having some of these you know, minimum wage type jobs that have just, they're just gone. And so, and so that skews the average. Yeah. As those jobs have come back, uh, clearly there has been an increase. In fact, for employees of restaurants and bars and hotels and such, there's an annualized rate uh, increase of over 20%. But when you go to the normalized, like you're saying, for the vast majority, or what I call the mainstream of people working, there was a slight increase, but it also, that 5.1% increase in wages was also affected by the lower income, huge jump mm. in salary wages. So, I mean, again, it's you have to really look at this and dig deeper into the numbers. And what we're trying to do is to give you information so that you're making choices and decisions uh, about the future that you don't panic, but you have good information to determine what's the best choice for you to make as far as investments and such as that. Yeah. So the inflation, they call it demand-driven inflation. It's when you know everyone ha- has more money in their pocket right? and everyone is trying to buy the same goods and the prices go up because it wouldn't have enough. And the idea like the stimulus is probably a good example. You know, we had a stimulus uh, in 2020 and some in 2021. Um, and with that, people now had money in their pocket and they're chasing things like you know, TVs or food or different items. And there's a lot of money chasing the market. The question being, you know, today, but also as we go forward, as wages increase, one, are they really increasing? You know, right. we, we see prices in, in increasing, but the price increase so far has been mostly supply side driven, meaning that right. we don't have enough stuff. But once we get back to having enough stuff. So once the supply chain catches up, and again, we've had conversation with um, logistic managers, uh, Walmart, Target, Costco, they're not having as many problems as, as what the news media would tell you that they're having. So yeah. as far as getting their product to shelf. Uh, they were having, we, we had a, a long discussion about what Christmas is going to look like. And if, you know, Amazon or Costco, a place like that, if, if shelves will be empty and um, you know, backlogs will persist and people don't get the presents they want for Christmas right. that they want to buy for their families. And it, it's still to be seen, you know, right. everyone's at that shopping season, but it, it didn't sound like there, there will be an inability to get presents and, you know, right. shopping this year that the backlog has caught up to a fair amount. There was absolutely, there'll be certain items. You know, if you want to buy somebody a new car, <laughs> if you want to buy, um, you know, the, the certain hot toy, there, there likely will be you know, shortages and issues, but that's, I guess kind of normal for each year. So, in end of the day, I guess the, the the question, the thing we're looking at today is 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 wage increase driving inflation? Right. And from what we're reading, it, it doesn't seem that that is a cause here. Um, that inflation- yeah. And again, I the conversation I have, you know, we've talked about this a lot. But if you're making, you know, twenty thousand dollars a year, your consumption dollars, you're probably going to spend probably one hundred and ten percent of your surplus dollars on consumption. In other words, you're going to borrow. Now you have a higher credit card debt and such as that. But if you're making sixty to $100,000 a year, your surplus is probably growing hmm. because you're not traveling as much. You're not driving as much. You're doing a lot of things remotely. There's some things that you're saving money. And I always go back to the, the generation right now that exists. They have more information in their hand and available for consumption far more than what what I did back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, you had to search out, you know, make phone calls and search out ads and such as that. Now, a consumer can push the data, do a barcode scan and determine if the price they're paying for an item is the best price. I mean, it's, I think, I think availability of that information drives the price. It's, it's more competitive. It has to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not going to find one website that has a right extremely outlandish price and think that's the only place to get it. You're, right. you're going to find multiple websites. And to your comment, shopping has changed. That that I don't even know if consumers are. I guess at some point they probably actively look for something, but often the something looks for them, right? right. I mean, they still have targeted ads. <laughs> that's true. That say based on what you've been searching for, you probably want this. You yeah, know, they exactly. present it, and often they're right, which is a scary aspect of you know things that you hear stories of people that they'll they'll have a conversation and then later their phone is now presenting them options based on that conversation. Um, so all that said, companies are, um, the information is public and companies as they're trying to push out their products, um, they have to be competitive on pricing. And so we don't see there being that disconnect. And the question I think as we go forward is, is how much money will people have in their pockets, not just for Christmas, but over this next you know year to right. two years. And will it be, so much extra that they're going to be pushing prices higher. And based on what we've been seeing, you know, some people have more money. Some people don't have enough money. Right. And it, it, there's a, a split. And on the aggregate, it doesn't seem like wages are going to give people, you know, the funds to, to chase these products. And those, those are, you know, people that are in the lower income, they could be just starting out and they're building their life. But people that have chronically been in that lower income bracket for, you know, let's say 20, 30 years, they're probably never going to get out of it. Um, you know, they're probably labor. They, they either, for whatever reasons, they're, they're always going to be, so to speak, hand to mouth. It's one of the problems that we have in our economy for that lower end um, job sector. But for the vast majority of the people, I would say middle class and upper middle class, I think inflation is going to be very muted. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't see the, the long-term aspects of it hanging on. Yeah. And the caveat I guess I have to throw out here is what, what Congress is doing, you know, right. what, what the government is doing. You know, if, if they push more continue to push significant spending and support bills, you know, that, that might drive more inflation than what we're seeing in the market currently. And I, I think that's the hard part of, you know, politics meets good economics. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sometimes they line up a lot of times politics is politics separate from what the economics mm -hmm. is saying. So we have people, you know, wanting to push larger spending bills and support the economy, which for parts of the economy are probably great yeah. for other parts of the economy. It's not needed and maybe just pushing us forward into inflation. So that's, I guess, the big caveat is we'll, we'll see what the government does. Yeah. And I think, again, this is how it affects the market and is something that we look at uh, on a constant basis to determine how we should structure asset management for our clients and the information that we, we bring and the investigation so that we help you make good decisions with your money. If you'd like to talk to us and know more about what we do and how we do it, as fiduciaries to help you manage your money, give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as news you can use. You know, Jeremiah, people tell me everybody's leaving California, and yet we have all these people that are moving into the Inland Empire. We finally have an article that kind of verifies the data. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is really interesting. I it's think. great. No, I, I think I mean I 
I'm a Riverside native. I was born here and I um, love, love Riverside and love this Inland Empire region. Uh, but it's just so interesting seeing some of the data of who's coming in, who's going right. out. And I mean, there's anecdotally, you know, all, all your friends are leaving, right? <laughs> they're going to Tennessee, they're going to Texas. And then on the flip side, traffic seems like it's getting worse. Oh yeah. You know, it's not getting, not getting <laughs> people are supposed better to be out there. in lockdown and working digitally, working remotely, but uh, you know, freeways are busy. So I, I think we, we hear both the stories, but yeah. What were some of the numbers that, that jumped well, again, out to Southern California, there's a state shift that in the Inland Empire, and of course, that's San Bernardino and Riverside County. There was a net gain last year of 25,000 households. But when you dig deeper into the numbers, there was for every 10 households that moved to the Inland Empire, nearly eight moved out, largely to less expensive areas or maybe politically more. Um, I don't know, whatever people believe that yeah. they want to be close yeah, to. Yeah, where they want to be. But yeah, it's interesting because you're having people from the beach communities in LA and the beach communities kind of moving inland to Riverside. And then there's a number of folks from Riverside that are moving either further, you know, banning Beaumont that direction, mm -hmm. or simply, you know, Texas and Idaho and Tennessee and they're moving out. So it's interesting, interesting for our region to say that there was 25,000 households net that we increased. So we're 25,000 more homes um, dense. That, that's, I mean, that's why we have more traffic. That's why everybody says, boy, all these people are leaving California. Is, there's no evidence of it on the freeways. Yeah, yeah right. Mean, on, on net, you know, net being you know all the people who left compared to all the right. people who came. But for yeah, for every eight that moved out, ten moved in. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's just fascinating compared to pre-pandemic. You know, some of the numbers. And were I saying, wonder, I wonder if the households, if there's more retirees, because this article talks about a lot of retirees are taking their the value of their home and say, okay, this is a time and it's a moment in time. Let's sell the home, cash out. You remember most of this, in most cases, people get this money tax-free and they can translate to another area and they can buy a home. They yep. can buy a home and not have any mortgage. And it's it's a it's a big moment for them. Yeah, that's right. And places that someone lives in, you know, Newport Beach, maybe they like right. living there. But someone who lives in Norwalk, um, you know, some other places, they may they may want to move. And so the kind of the the home price, just to get people a sense. So for San Francisco, the, the median house price is 1.8 million. You know, it, it's, it's extremely high. In LA County, it's 830,000. And then in Riverside County, it's up to 570,000. Big difference. If you're coming from the Bay Area, from Newport Beach or wherever, I mean, that's a big difference in pricing. Yep. And so someone who could sell their home, have a tidy account to help with their retirement, as well as buy a home out here. Uh, and, and then you have, that's the, that's the retirement phase. You also have the younger families who are living in a one bedroom um, house, you know, out in somewhere in LA and say, we can move out to the Inland Empire and we can get a yard. We can get a house and either have a longer commute or a virtual commute. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's interesting how things are changing. This article it had some other good numbers and some maps and charts in it, but really I think was 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 just kind of illustrating what we're feeling is that people are leaving, but more people are coming in. And, and both is true, basically. And it, it says in this article here that over the last 30 years, the population of the Inland Empire has grown by 78%. You want to hear the number? 4.6 million of us out here, folks, in the Inland Empire. Mm. If you, I mean, again, we're quoting from an article. It's called Californians Flee the Coast to Inland Empire Cities. It's a Wall Street Journal article. And you'd like to have a free reprint of this. We can send it out to you. But it talks about the demand for housing and why there is a shortage because bottom line is there's more buyers than sellers. Yep. And, and houses we, come on the market, they are snapped up really fast. And we feel that. And it's, it's changing our region. So you think about right. you know, politically, diversity, socioeconomically, it, it's, it, we're in the midst of a shift, and I think we will be for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think it's. I think it's just. I mean, it's going to change the, you know, the retail setting. It, people are going to accommodate those people 
and they're buying needs. So it's going to change everything. I, yep. I, and I've noticed it over the last several years, there has been a change. There's been a shift, you know, even barring COVID. And I think we'll see continually to go into that. So if you'd like to have a copy of this article, we'll be more than happy to send it out to you. Give us a call at our office or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.